Hello and welcome to the QA Therapy Podcast. Are you looking to improve your overall testing and quality practices? My name is Sergio Freire and I'm a solution architect and a testing advocate at X-Ray. And my name is Cristiano Cunha and I'm also a solution architect and test advocate. And we'll be your hosts and QA therapists throughout this series. In this podcast, we're going to tackle some of the most common testing and quality challenges that we all face in our teams. So if this sounds good to you, keep on listening. When we think about web testing, we think on UI testing and the Selenium tool is the one that comes to our mind. It was the first framework that appeared in this space and has led the space for a long time. Nowadays, with the evolution of applications, new challenges appear and new frameworks started to emerge. Amongst them, Cypress. That aims to change the way we do testing. We need end-to-end testing to be faster, stable, and reliable. Is Cypress delivering all this? Let's find out. To assist us on this topic, we have a special guest with us, Philip Herricks. Well, what are those symptoms that you may have been feeling that uh, led you to listen to this podcast. So ask yourself, are you unsure on what framework to adopt for web testing? Or when thinking of web applications, is your team thinking on UI or end-to-end tests? Or even are you struggling with those flaky tests? Or are developers disconnected from testing, namely on the components they build? Or even... Did your team have to deal with the nightmare of web driver versions? These symptoms suggest that we may not be effectively addressing web testing. It's important to reassess our tooling, our skills, and determine whether we are using the most efficient and stable options to boost the team confidence in the accuracy of our results. Let's dive a bit into this topic. And uh, today we have here with us Philip A. Ritz, our uh, expert QA therapist, uh, to assist on diagnosis and prescription on these symptoms. Philip has a lot of experience in testing and with Cypress. Uh, IO is, in fact, one of the Cypress ambassadors. He is a frequent speaker in conferences and has become an independent uh, educator and consultant since the beginning of the year. So, congrats on that. Welcome, Philip. Are you comfortable on our QA therapy couch? Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, and thanks for the for the very nice intro. <laughs> You're welcome. So, let's let's the show get the, the show started. And the the first question: If anyone still doesn't know what Cypress is, can you tell us a bit more about it and how it is different from other testing frameworks out there? Yeah, that's that, that's a good question to start with. Uh, so. Uh, Cypress is a testing tool, right? Uh, and that's that's kind of the kind of the main uh, headline of of Cypress. It was built for testing. Uh, it's a tool for testing. It for it's a tool for testing web applications. Uh, and uh, the thing that sets Cypress apart is basically how it is architected. So we were talking about we uh, the in the introduction we were talking about uh, Selenium and how that was like the leading solution so far. It still, I believe, is right. If we took at uh, take a look at the market share, I think Selenium is still dominating. Uh, but uh, Selenium was not really built for testing. It was built for automating uh, 
the browser, right? And which makes it a great tool for testing, right? Uh, with Cypress, the number one goal was to test. And the approach Cypress team has uh, took is an interesting one uh, because um, uh, Selenium sort of uh, automates the browsers, uh, automates the browser through the, the system of how it automates the browser is communicating through the, through the web driver protocol to sort of tell Cypress, uh, tell browser what to do, right? Exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, Cypress does a slightly different approach. It uses browser as an environment. So instead of calling the browser and calling different actions, uh, open this, go there, do that, it's inside the browser. And it will communicate with your application directly. So the way how that works, Cypress will open browser and then inject itself into uh, the browser as well as your application. So it always automates your application instead of automating uh, your browser. And there are, def uh, there are many uh, advantages to this approach. And of course there are some disadvantages. So uh, Cypress has been really popular with, uh, uh, with uh, developers who took, a, uh, took, a, uh, took advantage of that uh, Cypress design and uh, many of testers have jumped in. Uh, and I think there might have been some, uh, some bumps uh, uh, along, the, uh, uh, along the time, like implement, uh, implementing Cypress, because the difference in design is actually quite, uh, uh, quite significant, at least in, in some of the approaches. But I'm getting kind of ahead uh, of myself because you were asking just about what is uh, what is Cypress? But I think starting with how Cypress is designed is is a very important uh, very important point to make uh, early uh, in the beginning. Yeah, and, and you talked about how developers just um, grab that and try try it out to to do their validations. Also, so do you think that Cypress, uh, in your experience, is also um, easy to get it into if you are less technical can you use cypress that way yeah i i, I think you can and that is uh, mostly because of the syntax that cypress uses uh if you have ever used cypress you know how how readable the code is you just do cy and visit my page cy get my element click on my element type into this input uh, it's it's super easy to to write your first Cypress command, and you can basically write your first test in matter of seconds. You just you don't need to set up anything, you don't need to do anything extra. So it's really easy to hop on, and I I think that's that's like the great appeal of Cypress. That's why many people jump on and stick with it. Uh, but also Cypress was a developer first tool. Uh, historically, it's now trying to uh, uh, be appealing for uh, testers, QA engineers as well, where the approach is slightly different. But uh, but the number one use case for Cypress was you are the developer of your application. You know the application, you know what's going on there, and you want to add some integration or end-to-end -end tests uh, into the bunch. You want to integrate that uh, to your CI pipeline, and all these things can be done very easily. Uh, 
Uh, however, Cypress lacks some of the features that uh, testers sometimes don't even think about, right? Like opening a new tab, interacting with iframes, stuff that we've been hearing about uh, for, for years and years. Why doesn't Cypress implement this? Uh, and if you take a look at the at GitHub issues that are opened to this, uh, many people on, on Cypress side try to explain that this is not, if, if you take a look at the code of your application, it's not really something you necessarily need, right? So Cypress sort of invites you to understand the code you are testing. And on the other side of the spectrum, uh, you might uh, find testers who approach testing as a black box uh, kind of uh, uh, approach, right? Uh, so I'm not interested in what's inside, how my application works. I'm just interested in the behavior and whether that works. And I think Cypress uh, kind of invites you to leave this approach, to go away from black box testing and to really examine what's going on in your application and to test it effectively using that information. So to, to answer your initial question, yes, it is easy to start, but also it invites you to really, really understand uh, your code. One, let's say, other somehow related question will be on the, on the um, this claim that Cypress uh, is flake resistance. Uh, resistant. Mm -hmm. In your experience, is, is, does it really solve the flakeliness uh, kind of issues that people usually complain of, of, about? And I would appreciate you if we can <laughs> kind of squeeze the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Well, what is uh, what is flakiness, right? Uh, how does yeah. it even become a thing? Because you can have a flaky test. Uh, you can have a flaky app. You can have a flaky server. Uh, you can have a flaky DOM. There are so many things that are like uncertain that uh, you need to put some uh, measures into place to make sure that your test is, is stable and you get the results you want, right? That you don't get false, uh, false alarms. Uh, Cypress solves these, uh, some of the issues really nicely. So... Uh, whenever you try to get uh, uh, select an element in DOM, it has automatic retryability. So even when your when your command executes and at that exact moment your DOM element is not present, you don't have to add a sleep or wait or whatever in order to wait for that element because the the get command that's selecting elements on page will do that automatically. It will just wait for that element to appear up until some point. So that's that's how you can, uh, one way of solving flakiness. So that this is a sort of a non-issue in, uh, in Cyprus. Uh, we could go deeper, but uh, I don't want to go too deep because I, I tend to jump into rabbit holes here. <laughs> Another way <laughs> of how you can solve flakiness with Cyprus is that it has this really, really nice uh, network uh, uh, layer testing where you can, intercept your API request. So your application, when it does some API requests, get some resources from the server, you can you can work with that. You can wait for a response to come back, right? So you can actually start testing when your application is actually ready. Uh, and uh, and that really helps with, uh, with solving flakiness and it, it can even help you with 
getting to some like really hard to reach edge cases, but that's uh, that's another topic. So I think Cypress does a lot of things really well in um, in terms of flakiness, but um, right, you can have the best tool in the world if you write a, a bad test is going to be flaky anyway. So uh, I think Cypress provides you a lot of tools to make your test stable, but saying it's 100% non-flaky, that's uh, that's a marketing line, right? That's uh, that's not really uh, not really the full truth of it. Yeah, but but uh, flakiness is something that is close to my heart <laughs> because <laughs> I don't believe uh, I, I'm, I'm a little bit um, black and white about that because well we don't we don't see I don't know why flakiness was was tagged to testing and we don't see flake flaky applications flaky code flaky infrastructure. We, we yep. don't see that, but it was stuck to tests for some reason, but that's a matter for another another big conversation because that will yeah. bring a lot of, <laughs> of, <laughs> of opinions to the table. But another two things that I noticed about Cypress uh, that are really cool, uh, and I want you just to elaborate a little bit and try to give a, a brief explanation about what, what are those, that is time travel, which oh, yeah. sounds really cool, and debugging. So there are two things that that uh, at least Cypress say that it sets that's this tool apart from the other ones. So what is this about? Can we really yeah. time travel with Cypress? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> so Cypress has this really, uh, really cool feature that's called open mode or UI mode or uh, however you call it. If you, if you have Cypress installed, you just go npx Cypress open, that, that will open the mode. Uh, this will open the browser and it will uh, it's a it's an application that enables you to write your tests effectively, right? So you have your code on one side, you have your browser with Cypress running on other side, and as soon as you hit save, uh, Cypress will automatically rerun. So they create like this really nice developer experience where you get like your instant feedback to whatever your test is doing. Now, as a part of that experience, you have this. Uh, this site panel in Cypress, which contains all of your commands. Uh, and looking at those commands, if you just take your cursor and hover over any of those uh, commands, you can actually see a DOM snapshot of your application at the time where when that command was executed. Moreover, if you if you click on the command, you can even see the state before the action or and after action, right? So if you have like a click command and you you, you take a look at the timeline and, uh, and examine the details of that click command, you can see how your application looked before you clicked on it and how it looked after you clicked uh, on the application. And you can do that with basically every command and also every API call. So if you run your tests, uh, let's imagine like a to-do application, open the application, create to do, check it off, and then delete that. You can take a look at at each and every uh, state of that application, which is incredibly useful if you want to test like, uh, hey, does when an error happens, does this pop-up uh, message, like this snack bar notification, does it appear? Well, it's really hard to find a selector for that, right? Because it appears and then it hides in like four seconds or something. And how do you find a selector? Well, with those DOM snapshots, you can just time travel, find the element, find a selector, 
put it in your test and and uh, and you can write the test for uh, these kinds of notifications. Uh, the debugging experience is also like really nice. Thanks to that timeline, you actually see what your application was doing. So you get a lot of really nice insight into how your application works and what it does. And whenever you encounter an error, and I think Cypress team has really nailed this one, they will give you like so much context to try to explain why that error happened, uh, what may have caused that error, uh, where exactly in the code did that error happen. Uh, so they provide you with lots of lots of information, not only about what the error is, how it got to this point, but also how to how to debug it. And since Cypress runs inside the cons uh, inside the browser, you get access to all of the uh, dev tools. So if you're running your test in Chrome, you know Chrome dev tools and how powerful they are. And Cypress actually utilizes those. So if you want to examine one of your commands or one of your API calls, you just click on that in, in the timeline in the sidebar that I mentioned, and it will just print out all the details, all the information about what the command was doing, if it was looking for an element, what kind of element it has found, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, uh, um, if you need to debug your test, which is, uh, let's, be, let's be honest, a big part of our jobs, right? Uh, then you like get uh, so much valuable information that it makes the debugging experience really, really nice, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's two things that are really interesting. And providing context sometimes is, is really important because when it fails, yeah. <laughs> you need to understand all the context. Yeah, because to, if to... your tests are green, we're all happy, right? But once yeah. they're red, that's where, <laughs> that's where you need to roll up your sleeves and get to, get to work. Exactly. Yeah. So um, another question that I have is, um, well, Cypress has already uh, some time of existence and it started more or less, in my understanding, as a end-to-end -end test. But nowadays it also has component tests. So mm -hmm. can you tell us a bit about it? Yeah, I think this, this sort of uh, uh, brings the point uh, that I was making home. Uh, that uh, Cypress is a tool built for developers uh, because uh, testing your components is something most developers will be uh, will be interested in. Uh, it's not uh, too much of an area of of testers. Um, I may be wrong in this. There, there. I mean, I mean, there probably are companies where testers do the component testing as well, but it is really closer to the developer experience because if you're creating that component you know what goes into hooking up the component to make it work like things like storage things like uh, css styles and and uh, and emitting events and properties and whatever uh, so that that would be closer to your area of expertise so component testing uh, if we were if we were to compare that to end-to-end -end testing with end-to-end -end testing you visit your application, you open your application as a whole, and then interact with it as a real user would. With component testing, you just take a part of, uh, of a application. So let's say you have a drop-down menu or you have just a, just a part of the application, and then you can render it out in a real browser and then write tests on it. Uh, so this would be much closer to like unit testing where you just 
take a really granular part of the application and make sure it can take the proper data, it will do the right thing, it will emit some events, it can take different properties, uh, etc. cetera. Uh, and uh, the, the, the killer feature of component testing is that it is running inside browser because so far most of the most of the component testing was uh, was happening in uh, tools like uh, Jest, which would run your components inside Node, and the debugging experience was not so good. And we were just talking about how great the debugging experience is in Cypress, and uh, and you will get all of that uh, in component testing. So it's 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 filling out the huge gap. Uh, that the, the the Jest framework was kind of uh, missing, because you would have your component just rendered out in in terminal and reading that uh, must have been a, a nightmare. I haven't experienced that, but just talking about it, I feel like this is really not the not the way to go. Uh, so it's a really interesting idea, and uh, and I think it's going to be like well adopted. Uh, that's that's my prediction, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense, uh, like you said, uh, more uh, into uh, the developer experience that that really is a helpful uh, ability for them to, to yeah. add. It's also more tight to uh, the, the, cur the, the framework, right? So you need to, you have a different setup for Angular, you have a different setup for React, for Vue, mm -hmm. for Svelte, etc. So I guess that's that's also the part that makes it closer to like the the, the scope of work of, of developers. Yeah. And we have been talking about Cypress and how it tackles also component testing, but um, it has more more of a UI testing tool, like you said, embedded in the browser. Do you see Cypress doing like API testing or performance or accessibility? Well, accessibility probably because it's, it's really tied to the user experience, but do you see uh, this being already possible or eventually in the future or not? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, the API testing, uh, I have actually written a plugin for API testing in Cypress. So one of the one of the big wins for Cypress is that the whole community can gather and create their own uh, solutions and plugins and, and custom commands and whatever. It's really pluggable. And uh, I have made a plugin for API testing. So uh, there's there's a command cy request in uh, in Cypress, which can call any kind of API. You just set the set the methods, body, headers, whatever, and it will call the API. Now, as I mentioned, you can open the console and look into the details of every command. So this is the way how you would be testing your APIs. You can make assertions. So it already works really nicely. And the plugin that I have built uh, adds a little UI, so usually where your application would be in a in a Cypress uh, test, you will get this UI rendered, which will just show all of the information about the uh, about the API calls. You will see the the request uh, body and URL and method and whatnot, and then you'll see the uh, you'll see the response, you'll see the headers, the cookies, etc. Uh, so it really enhances the API experience. And I was kind of surprised how popular uh, that plugin has become. Uh, and it really speaks volume into how much is Cypress actually being used for uh, for API testing. So if you already have your 
UI tests, uh, end-to-end tests, or component tests, then adding API tests to the bunch is, uh, is pretty easy. Uh, as for the accessibility testing and uh, other parts, well, with accessibility, you can, uh, you can do that. That's, uh, that's possible. I don't have too much expertise in that area. But I will say on, on uh, the part of performance testing, that uh, performance testing is kind of uh, its own area of uh, of testing, and uh, one big component of uh, of performance testing is taking the context in which the performance test is being done uh, as really important because that will be like your baseline. You will have different performance results if you do your test at night or during the holidays on an e-commerce store, right, or before holidays. Uh, and having that context is is really important. So you can do some performance measures in Cypress, but you have to take into account that you are already running in in browser. You have besides your application code, you have your Cypress code in there, and that's going to take part of your uh, part of your memory and is going to affect uh, performance testing. So I wouldn't recommend uh, Cypress being as like a number one tool for uh, doing performance testing, but uh, it can be done to uh, to do some checks. So um, I have an example on my blog where you can sort of do like a stopwatch uh, testing where imagine you click on a button and it will load a model window with lots of lots of data. And depending on uh, whether that's coded properly or not, it can either load immediately or it can just take lots of lots of time to to render out. We had this problem in my previous company, so we so we added this sort of check. Right, I would start the stopwatch before I click on the button, and then stop once I saw the content. And if that number for uh, for any reason went up, we would basically fail the test and uh, and take uh, would look into what's happening, whether that's uh, whether there's no not a problem or something. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, in one way or another, we can also always take some kind of approach with performance, depending on what we want to do with these kind of tools that uh, are here to um, enhance the, the, the UI experience. Um, I heard, and, and probably this makes sense from all of what we have been talking about, that is a tool that is closer to developers, that uh, we, I, I read somewhere that also Cypress has the ability to create stubs or mocks that are usually what we use on unit testing. So, is this a possibility also in Cypress? And what are the what are the examples or what the situation where where you see this useful uh, in 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 Cypress? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Cypress can definitely uh, do that, and it uh, it can do that on. Uh, on two levels. So uh, let me back up a little. So the, the fact that Cypress runs inside uh, inside browser uh, gives you the ability to access the, the code of your application. So you can examine uh, whether a function call is being made, right? Uh, you can even uh, stub that function with like your own parameters. So you can go really deep inside uh, inside the code. Uh, this is something. Uh, this is something you can do, and it's it's especially useful for 
testing like uh, testing integrations, right? So if you have if you're testing a web view that is integrated into some system, chances are there are some functions being called that uh, that uh, sort of go outside of the web view and interact. I don't know with like a electron app or a mobile uh, app or something like something like that. So you can do stubs and and spies and stuff like that within the web view. Uh, it is an area that I haven't explored too much, but I did a little bit of uh, testing with this uh, stubs and mocks on like the functional level. Uh, but what's really really powerful is to be able to use uh, stubs and mocks for uh, for network communication, right? So there's this uh, there's this intercept command which can catch any kind of uh, API call that your application is doing, and what it can do it can uh, it can change the response that you would get. So normally your application is doing a call, it will hit the server and server will respond with some data. Uh, so you can imagine having a list of items. You open the application, application call does the API call, and it will get back the list of items, which the front end will then render out. But how do you test if your list is empty? Well, you can go ahead, go to the database, delete all the data, uh, open your application, and look how it looks when all the data is empty. Well, with Intercept, you don't have to do that because you catch that call that's being done and say, hey, let's just uh, return an empty response and see how our, how our front-end behaves. And it's super easy to set up, and you can test these different edge cases. I, I um, mentioned error messages and other like hard-to-reach edge cases. Like, What happens if your server is down? Does the, does the user get a proper, uh, proper message? Or, or the application will just become not responsive and tells you nothing. Uh, these are some, some things that we need to also test uh, as testers. And with this, a uh, with this API intercepts, uh, you can, you can get there much, much easier. And it's, uh, it's a really powerful future, uh, feature. And I think, uh, this is one of the things that, uh, if you are a Cypress, uh, user and you're using, uh, intercept, uh, you, you become, uh, you, you fall in love with Cypress because the intercept feature is just, just kind of uh, amazing. I see a, a big usage on that, sorry, just, just because the external API sometimes, um, or sometimes they provide us with um, uh, an environment that is not that stable, and that is a cause yep. of, uh, of failure of tests. So intercepting it and making successful or propositely an error uh, in our code is really helpful. Sorry, Serge, go ahead. One one last question because uh, we, the time flies. Um, what what is let's say the common mistake or challenge that you see most people uh, doing whenever using Cypress and the, any any final advice related to that? Mm -hmm. Most common mistake. Well, I I had a talk with our, where I talked about eight most common mistakes uh, <laughs> being being done in Cypress, uh, but you said you, we don't have too much time. <laughs> And I'm not going to mention them all because some of them are already outdated. But uh, I think the most common mistake would be uh, approaching your your tests as as this uh, your application as this black box, where you are not really interested in what's happening 
uh, you're not really interested in, in the API calls the, the application is making. You're interested in solely on clicking and typing and just uh, going through the application like, your, uh, like a user would. I think in general, it's not a, it's not a bad way to approach things. But with Cypress, uh, you can really unleash uh, so much power by by understanding what's uh, what's going on with your application. So uh, if I were to make one mistake that I sometimes see is uh, is like uh, um, basically ignoring the fact that we have some front end it communicates with the back end through an API, and having this kind of knowledge uh, will uh will give you give you an advantage uh, so not uh not taking this opportunity and not uh, not uh, uh taking this advantage i think that that might be like the like the biggest mistake yeah it makes sense because in my mind if someone is coming from other frameworks that are more targeted for black box texting they will probably try to mimic that onto cypress when the goal and purpose is not really that one so it's yeah. uh, yeah, that's uh, uh, yeah. I cool. I see that happening uh, happening uh, a lot. And if I can just drop an advice to all of your listeners, is if you are testing a web application, try in your spare time or when when things are not busy, try to build a web application. You will get so much knowledge from that. Uh, yeah. It's 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 kind of amazing what happens uh, when when a web application is being developed. And having a look inside that, understanding what's going on, will like really give you superpowers as as testers. Thank you for being with us, Philip. We we really learned a lot about Cypress and how to use it. Um, so thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Before ending our episode, it's time for some vitamins. We know that in general they are good for our health. In this case, we'll be talking about vitamin X, where X stands for X-ray. Using a tool or a framework to enable UI tests is important and also is the choice of such framework. More than just ability to simulate end-user actions, you must consider how will that tool integrate into your system and how can it bring visibility on the results to the entire team or even to the entire organization. X-Ray is here to bring visibility of the results in Jira, integrating seamlessly with Cypress, so you can easily import results and share them with the rest of the team. And we reached the end of the episode. In this episode, we see that we have saw that web tests should be a part of your testing strategy. And there are a lot of frameworks available to support your efforts there. As we have seen, Cypress is a good contender in this space. Cypress aims to solve some of the major issues in earlier frameworks, such as flakiness or lack of debugging capabilities, and removes the web driver dependency. But like any other choice, it will depend on your context, your goals, your team, and what you want to achieve. So see you in our next therapy session. Happy testing. Happy testing.